0: When will Von Miller be ready? What else should we be mindful of from the Buffalo Bills when it comes to injuries in 2023? We're getting caught up on the team from an injury perspective today on Locked On Bills.
1: You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino, author of Go Bills and Buffalo's Run, also the co-host of the Lockdown NFL Scouting Podcast, and I'm your host of Lockdown Bills. want to thank you for making Lockdown Bills your first listen every day, and a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. I'd also like to invite you to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team, every day. Well, folks, you know, we talk all about skill sets and players and what they can do on the field, but it's always been said that your best ability is availability. And so today we're going to focus on that ever-important component of being a football player and get caught up on the health of the Buffalo Bills as we come out of the offseason season We're six weeks away from training camp, and I want to have an understanding of where this team is from a health perspective. And you know who we're talking to today. It's Dr. Kyle Trimble of Banged Up Bills, a very regular guest here on the podcast. He always gets us caught up when it comes to injuries uh, on on a weekly basis during the season, uh, getting ready for games. But also we like to check in during the offseason. And so today is that opportunity to get caught up on everything. Von Miller, Dalton Kincaid's back. What's up with Jordan Phillips? Should we be concerned about Deontay Hardy's turf toe? all of it is coming your way today on Lockdown Bills? Dr. Kyle Trimble, welcome, my guy.
1: Joe, is great to be back and talking with you on the program.
0: All right, well, let's get right to it. The question on my mind, and I'm sure the question on everyone's mind, is Von Miller, when's he coming back? And I'll tell you what, he's hyping it up. He's talking like week one's a possibility. We heard Brandon Bean say that week one is a possibility. Everybody knows where I stand. I think it's week six. I think that he starts the year uh, on the pup list, and they don't want to deal with the the London game in week five. Week six, Giants, Sunday night football in Buffalo. That's when I think we see him. Where are you? I mean, this guy's 34 years old. He's coming off of an ACL tear. I mean, it's nine to 12 month recovery ground us here dr cal trimble get us get us in the know here
1: it, exactly it it's he's an internal optimist it's awesome that he wants you know he can go he thinks he can do it he did that 10 years ago which i believe which is why he's talking like that you know if some guys can get back and do great like they did fine but we're looking at the exception not the rule most guys take a lot of time in fact when i did the article back at my site uh, it takes guys roughly 11 and a half months to get back from a defensive end standpoint. You know, there are guys that, that come back uh, very soon, as soon as like eight and a half months, or they take even longer because there's a lot of different variabilities with that. But the average was about 11 months, give or take, you know, a few weeks there. So um, for him to come back and say, you know, week one, yeah, okay, fine, he did that 10 years ago, but can we expect he's going to do that 10 years old or, yeah, 10 years older? <sighs> hey... I want it as much as you do, but I was on this program last year talking about Dravis White is going to be ready week one. You know, he's working real hard. They talked about him working hard in the dark and whatnot, and then we saw him have that delayed return back there. So common sense and research suggests that he's going to be back later than week one. He said no later than week six, which would be in line with what you said, and that would fit in line with what Pup um, would be um, if he starts the season on Pup. So if he's going to – if there's going to be a player that that beats that time frame, it could be bond villar I mean, we saw ages ago. We've seen other players do that and have successful careers afterward. But common sense says he's going to miss the first few weeks there and slowly ease them in because they needed him last year during playoffs and they didn't have him. You know, that's the softest stretch of games is that first six or seven games there. So – I want him to prove me wrong then. If he's going to if he's going to get the week 1, fine. Uh, I'll take the L. I mean, that's uh, those that in the long run there, so.
0: Well, you know, Von Miller for as much as he does hype up week 1, he does have some moments where he is grounded with his comments where he says, "Look, I trust the organization. I trust Brandon Mean, I I trust uh Sean McDermott, Nick bresky Uh I trust Eric Washington that, you know, that we're going to have the right plan here and you know, this team really missed Von Miller late last year. I mean, that's when they they sign him for those late season games for the playoffs and he wasn't around. I don't think you do anything that's going to jeopardize you not having Von Miller as close to Von Miller, you know, as he could possibly be when he's back on the field. I don't think there's any reason to rush this, especially with Leonard Floyd now in, in the mix and um, the importance of Von Miller. I mean, I look, I want him as soon as possible, but what I really want is Von Miller to come back and be Von Miller. And, and I think that right there is a concern, right? I mean, 34 years old, ACL recovery, I mean, he even said in his most recent press availability that, look, you're not even right until two years, right? It, like, that's yeah, really the moment absolutely. where you're fully back. We're talking – I mean, we got to be real here, although, we, you know, like you mentioned, he is the eternal optimist.
1: You know, we saw it with Travis White even last year. You know, we, we knew – Back he wasn't gonna be looking right, and he didn't look right, and people were oh well you know he's washed up or other people are just saying different stuff about him. And then in the spring here he's looking great. I mean I've seen the video; he's looking very crisp. You know all the beat reporters are saying that there. So yeah, that fits in line with what Vaughn said: with you're not even right till after year two. And we're seeing, you know, uh, Travis White come back in, in year two in a certain level there um you know for Vaughn, i'm also worried about if he does try rush back does he have some type of compensation injuries such as a groin injury or hamstring calf quad um that stuff isn't well defined in the literature but anecdotally, we do see that and a lot of times you see guys who are trying to move around try to push it and they just over overexert themselves and then they're on the sidelines for a hamstring injury or something that just set, that set them back and they're always kind of something not able to play their best there. so even looking at it from a roster management standpoint, hey, if he can free up a roster space so you can get somebody else over there, and then if you need to do, you know, juggling stuff when he needs to come back and this and that, then fine. But um I'm sure he wants to play. I know he's a competitor, that's what's gonna make him a Hall of Famer. But at the same time, too, look at the long term and the long game, you know, because you might need Von Miller in the second half of the season when everybody else is banged up and he's you know still coming off the field relatively fresh.
0: Yeah. All right, I want to ask you about Dalton Kincaid. You know, Bill's first-round pick, and obviously we're all excited about what he can mean for this offense, but he had a back procedure, right? Like, he missed time. uh, He missed the senior bowl. Um, I get nervous about back injuries, man. I just really do. I know there was another tight end that had some back problems, wound up being pretty good there, Rob Gronkowski, but – What's what's your level of concern here, and what can you tell us about Dalton Kincaid in that back? I mean, obviously the Bills felt good enough to invest a first round pick and trade up to get him. Like, they're I'm not sh- sure it's like a huge problem, but I, I, I mean, I'm I'm admittedly a little bit concerned and curious what you have to say about
1: it. So yeah, Kincaid he suffered a back injury late in the season uh, when they're playing Colorado in the regular season because um, they played, I think they played him in the Pac-12 championship or he he missed he he played that game missed a game and then played, I think, the Pac-12 championship and then missed the bowl game there. So he was up and down, and what had happened is he suffered a back fracture. They didn't say exactly what, but based off the video that I was able to find and just the timeline everything things like that, it strongly suggests that he suffered a compression fracture and Dane Brugler and athletic clarified this. It was a thoracic, uh, compression fracture. He didn't say compression fracture, but it was in thoracic area, which clued me in further compression fracture. Um, so what happens is compression fracture is when the vertebral body, the part that basically allows you to stand upright, that big, you know, donut shaped bone, part of the bone in the vertebrae that becomes cracked there. So, um, it's kind of like there's like a dent in it almost where it doesn't break off. Like there's times where it can, but in this case it didn't break off where it requires surgical procedure to kind of restabilize it there. But what happened is it probably cracked. He probably didn't realize anything was happening until it was this back pain. that wasn't going away. They find they do imaging and find that, Hey, there's an issue with that. So they shut him down, let things heal up and uh, get him back up to speed. And that's where it took him about, I think about four months because it happened in late November and he wasn't cleared until about uh, April there. So this type of injury we typically see in older individuals with osteoporosis. They, they go bending forward and they feel a pop crack and they find mm-hmm. that they, you know, broke their bone in there. And sometimes it doesn't take much in older individuals to do that kind of stuff. Dalton can take, I mean, Dalton Kincaid had a defender fall on him and his knees got flexed up. So that sudden flexion, that that um, forced flexion can cause like a pressure fracture in younger individuals. And of course, traumatic events is more available. Contribute to that too, but that's not the case here. Oh, so they really just need to wait for things to heal back up, and you know he's been cleared. He said he knock the rust off, but I have almost zero concern with this. And I say almost zero concern because he's a football player; he can suffer further further injuries. But I don't believe anything regarding this back injury should linger into next season. There, um everything's looking pretty good from that standpoint, and it's just a matter of just being mindful. My- if he does have a soreness in the area, make sure you get imaging and you know shut him down or, or manage it properly instead of trying to work through things here. Because sometimes stress fractures can occur for other reasons. You know, make sure the nutrition stays up so the bones stay healthy. They're going to be on top of all that stuff, but just be pro- proactive stay reactive. Um, but from the back injury standpoint, there's really no concern. It's just whether you know he has other injuries and just be mindful of that. So um, I will say that the back injuries, if they people come in the NFL from the college level when they're drafted. Back injuries lead to shorter lifespan in terms of career by like 0.3 years, it said. But those are including with the fusions, disectomies, uh, more serious stuff like we saw Brock Wimkowski, Spencer Brown, things like that. So Kincaid falls into that timeline there, and he should at least get through you know his rookie contract and hopefully then some. Um, but I don't foresee him having problems unless something new comes up. Exactly what I was hoping you would say.
0: All right. I'll put those concerns to rest. I certainly didn't have that level of understanding of what the problem was and what the consequences are. But from your explanation, there seems like something of very little concern. All right. In just a moment here, we're going to talk about Jordan Phillips. Uh, Very curious about that rotator cuff, Deontay Hardy and the turf toe. There's some concerning Elements there potentially. We'll find out. But first thing to tell you about FanDuel, make your way to FanDuel because right now, new customers can get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if that first bet doesn't win. And I love betting over at FanDuel. You get great promotions every single day. It's a safe, secure, and easy to use app. You get paid instantly. And right now, you can get in on some football's futures bets. So whether it's over under for win totals projected for teams, the player props when it comes to passing stats, rushing stats, receiving stats, the awards, so much fun stuff to get in over at America's number one sportsbook. So check it out. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Get that no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, Kyle, a couple more players that I want to ask you about. Is well the next one here, Jordan Phillips, Bill's defensive tackle, banged up all season, man. And, and he's been banged up for like three years in a row. Hamstrings have been a problem, but the big one right now is the shoulder, right? A rotator cuff surgery. We we watched him try to play late in the season. I mean, good lord, it was it was an absolute grind. I mean, he, he literally had no functionality of one of his arms. He's out there trying to play defensive tackle in the National Football League. Um, where where are you at with Jordan Phillips? How concerning is this trend? And in particular with the shoulder, I mean, is it, I know I think it's like a six month recovery from that. I mean, is he is he a guy that we feel like is going
1: to be ready to go this year? He should be. I mean, he's been out. Uh, I haven't seen any rehab. In fact, we didn't even know when he had the surgery until Brandon Bean came out and said that he had a surgery and he started kind of working the time frame back from when he was out of a sling versus when he was in the sling. Though we didn't even see any of that. He's he's on. Almost- posting every single thing about his life on there so you start kind of putting the pieces of the puzzle together and you figure out that he had the surgery sometime in you know right after the season early february which should put him on track for training camp um i know that brandon b did there was potential he could start on the pup list uh, he mentioned that with von miller uh, who we just spoke about and i don't know I think they're just waiting to see how the rehab goes with that. And obviously he didn't practice during the OTs, which was expected this time there. Um, so with the rotator cuffs, I mean, you have the four different muscles in the uh, rotator cuff and they all kind of envelop over the head of the humerus and help depress the, the humerus to help you move around and work on all the different muscles, Excuse me, the motions of the shoulder, you're throwing motions up overhead. Um, just really anything that your body has to do with the shoulder there. So um, when the rotator cuff tears, the part of the muscle, bu- muscle belly tears, or where the tendon attachment tears at, they have to go resurgically repair things there. So they kind of put anchors in and sew things back up and tie it down tight there. So it's a long tedious prog- uh, process, you know, like I said, it could take six months I've worked with rotary cuffs to take, you know, longer than a year. It just, it just depends on how severe and what associated damage is in there. So uh, he has to work the range of motions, so look at the strength back up. And it's not even just strength for your normal activities, but he has to go back to doing NFL things, throwing guys around. So, which, you know, sometimes we see a longer timeline because it depends on the size of the tear, which could determine how long that recovery time is. So um, I don't really have any two concerns with um, them. The rehab when you're coming back with that was looking pretty good from an NFL standpoint, um, outcome measures up to 95%, um, but you re-tear rates as 20% in the literature, but relatively lower in younger patients. Um, so we don't know how significant the tear was, which could play a part of the rehab timeline. But if he does start in PUP, I don't foresee him staying long on the PUP. It might just be, hey, let's make sure we hit certain benchmarks and make sure you can pass the physical. But once he gets back out there, he should be good to go. Uh, we saw that with um, – John Feliciano several years ago. You know, he tore his uh, rotator cuff, played the entire season with it, and then came back next season, and I didn't see any performance drop-off.
0: All right. So that that's good. Now, hopefully those hamstrings can stay healthy yeah. as well. That's been like a three-year issue, and it's unfortunate. He got that one uh, last year. He was it was on an interception, right? He was just running down the field trying to yeah, block. Yeah, Matt Milano him. interception week mm-hmm. too. Man, you hate that. Um, okay, so look, you're making me feel better and better. Here we go. All right, <laughs> what, what do you have on Deontay already? Bill signed this wide receiver from the Saints, uh, three-year contract that they can get out of after one season. But, I mean, he had a pretty significant battle with turf toe, if I'm not mistaken. And, I don't know, I've seen some some data on that that doesn't tell a good story about um, how guys recover and what level of athleticism they're able to maintain. And so, uh, looking to you to set the record straight here on what I need to know about Deontay Hardy and turf toe.
1: All right. Uh, Hardy, he's been beat up a whole lot. I mean, he had an all-pro season his rookie year with the Saints, and then he's battled hamstring injuries left and right, I think just about every year, uh, except for last year, which he had the right turf toe injury in Week 5. He went to er, season-ending injury reserve. At the time, they did not... State that he had surgery um, It wasn't known until he had his opening Press conference with the Bills and then that's what Had me digging into hey let's look into This a little bit further with that so turf toe Usually is more of an in-season thing Where it's a troublesome thing but then guys Get healed up and then they're fine after that But when you're dealing with the surgery Stuff um, most famously or most Recently I should say Patrick Mahomes had that when We played them in the AFC title game In the 2020 and then he got surgery And of course he's still Patrick Mahomes but going off the turf toe and what you mentioned about the performance after that, the research shows that um, I believe it's about 80% Yeah, eighty percent of players who undergo surgery return to play the following season. However, performance is decreased following procedure with only 27% return to their prior levels. Now, that sounds scary, but uh, reading off my article over bangedupbills.com, return to prior level performance was devi- defined as a player's post-injury statistical performance exceeding 80% of his pre-injury statistical performance. This was achieved by carrying players' most relevant injury statistical categories from the season before treatment for turf toe to the season following treatment turf toe. Well, we know that Deontay Hardy has been mostly special teams. He's had his fair share of uh, offensive performance when there's been injuries to the New Orleans Saints there. But um, the fact that he's coming back off the surgery, it's good that most guys can come back and play. Now, what that benchmark was in 2020 i don't have the numbers off the top of my head but i don't know he's gonna be the primary focal point in the bill's offense to begin with so do we need him to perform the pre-level of statistical performance as he did before if he's only working from a you know return punt return specialist there i'm not as concerned i mean if he can get out there and run and you know pass the physical i'd say he's okay with all that stuff it's just a matter of are we worried about statistical performance, and does he fit with that? You know, other percentage of players who don't meet that benchmark, or are we looking at just hey, he needs to come back and play? I'm leaning more toward he needs to come back and play. If he gets any offensive uh, performance, uh, you know, participation, great. But get out there and do what you do best and return, you know, punts and kicks there. So. I'm not too concerned about it. We've seen the procedures get better and better, but that is something to be concerned about in case there's other issues, but I don't think their re-injury rates were too bad for this one is all.
0: All right. Well, and maybe the answer here is just being, I mean, he's a small player, very, yeah. very small. you probably want to be choosy with his utilization, like you mentioned there. And, you know, I've, one of my big questions about the team is been between this mix of Khalil Shakir, Trent Sherfield and Deontay Hardy, you know, like what type of volume do they command? And and (laughs) maybe you just appreciate Hardy for what he does offer, but he's just not going to be as high volume of a player. And I think that works out perfectly fine based on the landscape of what the Bills have at wide receiver. All right, here in just a moment, we are going to talk about PUP candidates. We're going to talk about Kyle's top injury concerns for 2023 right after a very, very quick break folks, my guest today is Dr. Kyle Trimble of Banged Up Bills. You can follow him on Twitter at Banged Up Bills and you need to follow him on Twitter just last week. My guy is scouring through hundreds of photos from minicamp, putting pictures on the on the timeline of compression sleeves and talking about why that sleeve might be there and the concern. I mean, if you want to be the best bills fan that you can be, you got to be following. Kyle Trimble, because the information that you provide is awesome. And so a uh, thank you uh for what you do because I learned so much by keeping up with your work and, and obviously the conversations that we have here on the podcast. So let's um let's shift gears to to the pup candidates. And I think we maybe hit on a few of them, but let's first establish what pup is, how you get on pup, because you didn't you don't just put players on pup. If you could pass a physical, you can't go on pup, right? That that's that's something that we need to clarify. So If you can give us what we need to know about Pup and then let us know what players when the Bills report to training camp here in late July, you know, what name should we be potentially mindful of that could start training camp on the Pup list?
1: Two big ones we know of right now are Von Miller. Um, I he thinks he can avoid Pup altogether, but I say get him on Pup and back in now when you're on pop you can be around the team you can't do any you know team drills anything like that you always work off to the side so uh, once you clear uh physical or you pass physical then you can no longer go on pop uh there is also non-football injury you know such as if you suffer an injury outside the training facility and you're not ready for the season you can place on that same rules you can stay on that until you pass physical so von miller i expect him to start on pop if he doesn't I don't know. Maybe the hand of God touched him and he's all better. So uh, that's one I do expect to be on there. Jordan Phillips, possibly only because Brandon Bean mentioned that Jordan Phillips had said that he should be ready for training camp, but things can and do happen. Uh, I know Jordan Phillips is out there golfing and, you know, doing all the things that he needs to. He's been rehabbing off to the side during OTAs, but we'll wait and see what happens. Does start on pop. I don't foresee him being on there long if he does start on there. So there's certainly other guys that if they come in, um, you know, with uh, some type of football injury that we didn't know about, maybe during OTAs, they they could end up on there. That's a possibility, but we don't have any public knowledge of that um, as of right now. So those are only two guys that we see for pup. And then you know, once they do come off a of pup, they can't go back on. And then the rules change with injury reserve and whatnot. So if they're put on injury reserve before the cut down day, they either have to stay on injury reserve the entire season or get an injury settlement and then get cut. Or if they want to be on injury reserve for the regular season, they have to make the roster and then uh, be placed on the injury reserve, and then they have to serve their minimum uh, four games. And then, even if guys do make the pup list and go all the way through to roster cutdowns, they have to sit on the uh, pop list for the first four weeks until they you know can get cleared and you know they activate their training um, window. Go from there.
0: Okay, so not not a very robust list. I feel pretty no. good about that, but. Let's let's really kind of open up the floor here. You know, we're talking about the 2023 Buffalo Bills, Super Bowl aspirations. Health is going to be a big part of that. I think uh, it's as big of a reason why the Bills didn't win the Super Bowl last year was health, right? I mean, whether it was Micah Hyde, J- Josh Allen playing through the elbow, um, Von Miller, obviously. I mean, Daquan Jones missed that Bengals playoff game. I mean, there the guys were playing hurt. You know, Jordan Phillips is trying to play with one arm. You know, Really, there was some attrition last year when it comes to the injury front. And so when you consider this team, the goals that they have, what, I mean, what's on your mind? What, what are you thinking about when it comes to the 2023 Bills from an
1: injury perspective? Just trying to find what they had those first few years when they really weren't dealing with injuries. I mean, they, they dealt with injuries, but not to the volume that they did last year. And the fact that they still went 13-3. A one a playoff game despite everything that they went through is impressive, but I don't expect that to happen again and again and again, eventually at some point the wheels is going to fall off. So just find a way to reduce the volume of injuries after did anything wrong in terms of, you know, taking care of the injuries, at least from what we know of, I know they hired a new athletic trainer who was an athletic uh, training intern with them the year previously. So they have that continuity with the training staff. Uh, they're doing whatever they can to get these guys ready. And they're being mindful of, Uh, Any injuries now? You know, we saw Dawson Knox get injured on during Tuesday's OTAs. It sounded like either knee or calf contusion, and they kept him out. Like they're not having guys try practice who shouldn't be out there at least early on, right now. So they're being mindful about things and just trying to be proactive about um, giving the guys the time to rest and recover, uh, especially with that uh, 17th game. You know, the past few years. So um, there's not anything one particular player I'm worried about. It's just that overall volume and just looking to see that reduce, but. Hopefully that comes back to the you know mean for the overall injuries, because that was towards the extreme in terms of the amount of injuries we saw last year.
0: You know, one thing, and I'm not sure if you caught this, but in listening to Sean McDermott in one of his press conferences, pretty close to the season, you know, the, once the season was over, he talked about part of his offseason regiment was studying injuries and being mindful of different trends at positions. And he brought to everyone's attention. He's like, well, look at the defensive line position. We had like a very strange amount of calf injuries. I mean, like, how do you even reckon? What, what, what is he looking at? That's going to tell them, Hey, we did these activities and that maybe contributed to an uptick in calf injuries amongst this position group. Like wh- I'm fascinated by that.
1: I, I was fascinated by it too. I even lo- did look into it there was only six instances of calf injuries last year. He had Tim Settle who suffered injury in the preseason. Um, he missed most of the second half of the preseason and then was relatively okay for the first beginning, but he definitely had a slow start. They had Boogie Basham late in the season Ed Oliver late in the season. Uh, Daquan Jones missed that playoff game. And then Eli Anku missed um, the first two weeks of preseason um, with a calf injury during the training. So I don't know what they're looking at to say, okay, why are, calf injuries more concerned than maybe the hamstrings which do happen at a higher rate though that's reflected in the literature as well i'm not sure what they're doing training wise or whatnot but you know i'm glad they're at least looking at it because when you're at that level just trying to say let's look at overall injury reduction they've figured that stuff out to the best of their abilities and it's now let's try to fine-tune things to try to minimize specific injuries um so good on them to at least realize that that's an issue and they're going to try to reduce it for next year
0: yeah, high stakes professional football—you got to be looking at everything. And yeah, there was just this weird concentration of calf injuries. So I'm glad that they're trying to figure out why or what contributing factors may have led to it. So I always always love uh, hearing about those nuances that goes in into you know running a football operation. So, Dr. Cal Trimble, we kept you way too busy last year. All right, I mean let's let's chill out a little bit or a lot a bit this coming season. Let's have easy conversations. Uh, this time around, I know that there's not much that you and I can do to control that, but here's all the good vibes towards that. I do appreciate you uh, you coming in here, you know, middle of the summer here, and, and uh, obviously we'll talk to you quite a
1: bit here uh, coming up this fall. Joe, you're not the first person that made that comment, and I agree with you 100%. Um, it would be great for my family, my Sandy, everything else like that, but I do love coming on here. I do love writing and talking about the injuries, so it's a necessary evil, but you know, I, I am hoping there's some good juju out there that reduces the injury frequency for the Bills this year.
0: All right, my guy. Appreciate you coming on here. Hope the chickens and the family are are doing well. I know you've acquired some additional chickens. I keep up with you on the Instagram. I know (laughs) know what's going on there in the Trimble household. There's farm fresh eggs every day, I'm sure of it. Absolutely. All right, my guy. Uh, Hey, thanks to everyone for joining me today. And I'm really excited about the content that we have coming the rest of the week. Earlier this week, we compared the bills to the rest of the AFC East. And starting tomorrow, We're going to compare the Bills to the other top contenders in the AFC. You know who those teams are, the Chiefs and the Bengals. That'll be really fun. So make sure that you come on back. Hit that subscribe button and uh, would love it if you took a second to rate, review, share the podcast. Have a great rest of your day. Go Bills. And I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.